Hello loves and welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I am your host Lindsay Mack and as always just so grateful, so thankful to be gathered with you in this virtual space. Thank you so much for being here with me today. So here we are in the month of April in the heart of Aries season kicked off by the potency, by the invitation of the fool. April 1st is our Fool's Day. And, you know, even though there's no technical connections between the Fool and the medicine of Aries, I feel like um, for sure there is, you know, in, in, you know, a spiralic soul sense, maybe not in a linear, um, you know, technical sense, but the the threads are definitely there, right? Definitely in the same family. Aries season is such a powerful time. Obviously, this is the first sign, the first energy we walk through in our new zodiac year. We're moving through the medicine of emperor, of tower, of queen of wands. We're, we're going to gradually be shifting into the medicine of Taurus season this month, where we'll move through the Hierophant and the Empress, along with other cards. This is really kind of a wands time. I think all of the minor suits really correspond quite beautifully to the cardinal signs of astrology. So wands is really where we learn how to live, how to work, how to show up in the world in a way that is respectful and in alignment with our um essentially our personal pilot light. Like we all have an inner flame. We all have um, different energetic capacities, often that are always ebbing, flowing, changing. And the wands, I think, at their at their core, I mean, this is such a broad strokes look at the wands, but really all of them kind of invite us to choose ourselves, to work with the energy that we have available to us today to use our fire wisely so that we can really um, cook our food instead of burn it so that we can um, warm ourselves instead of, again, letting it get way too blazing hot, Um, adding a measure of temperance that sort of comes from the wisdom within in Aries season is always really smart, (laughs) you know? because there's such beautiful, fresh, exciting energy. There's such an initiation that comes with cardinal fire um, that winds up moving into fixed earth, which is so nice because this month can really help us to take that incredible intention that blooms from Aries energy and actually root it into something tangible something that that is fixed, that is sturdy, that we can um, take from kind of the blueprints to an actual construction. So it's such an exciting time and such a big time of growth, of expansion, sort of across the board. What we're sort of being invited to pay attention to this month in, you know, April in particular is what it is to create a little bit more softness, spaciousness, a little more room for compassion, 
around the idea that we don't have to get to any kind of destination to be worthy, to be enough, that we're allowed to be on our path, we're allowed to be learning, that even though our feelings about this, our our grief, our confusion, our frustration, whatever may be coming up for us around not sort of being where or at the point where we hoped we'd be, you know, however old we are, wherever we are in our lives, those are so valid. But how do we hold the both and of honoring those feelings and also remembering that we are on a journey, that it's not just about the immediate moment, that it is something we're building over time, this bridge to our dreams, our desires, to a vision of the future that really holds and makes space for everyone in a radically transformative way. This sounds a little out there and maybe aspects of it are, but the the root of the invitation of this month is wrapped in the theme, which is on our way. What would it be like to honor no matter what was going on in your life, to remember that you're on your way. You're not done. You're not finished. You haven't stopped. You're on your way. Even if you feel like, I'm stuck, I took a step backward, I don't want to disagree with you. You're allowed to feel however you want. Um, your, Your perception is wholly yours, but I would make the case that you're actually on your way and the stuck, the caught, the pause is actually all a part of the journey. So we're in a time right now, I'm going to back out and zoom way out. (laughs) We're in a time right now on the planet that is about long-term building, long-term visioning for the future. It's also rooted in present moment actions, being in the service of that long-term vision in whatever way that sort of makes sense to us. When we get too caught up in the story that we're not where we should be supposed to be, that we failed and it's just over, or we... um, are doing so well? When is the other shoe going to drop? Like when we start to inject time and when we start to bring in that sort of really linear sense, um, or when we start to place a sense of immediacy on ourselves, like why haven't we gotten here? This person's gotten here. When we invite ourselves into, we get invited into comparison and sort of take the invitation, we start feeling like, well, what's wrong with me that I'm not here? what happened, you know, um, to remember you're on your way. You're on your way. That is the theme, the repetition, the balm that we're being, we're going to be asked to speak to ourselves, to speak to each other all month long, to honor where we are, to honor the feelings that are coming up and to 
really offer ourselves the truth, the reminder that we are on our way. What we're building, what we're creating in the microcosm of our lives, our our personal visions, hopes, goals, dreams, you're not done yet. You're not finished yet. You're on your way. What we're building in the macro, collectively, this time of profound undoing, rewilding, um, repairing, acknowledging, huge in-process journey. We're on our way. It's not an invitation to just be like, oh, no worries. I don't need to worry about anything. I'm just like on my journey. I'm on my way. (laughs) You know, I actually think what this is really a call to is, is to explore where we can get stuck on the other end of the pendulum, which is where we, we can really feel like, well, this felt disappointing. It's not moving fast enough. I had this great idea and now it sort of hasn't gone anywhere. What's going on? And we're on our way, you know, really. So this, um, this whole year is really kind of about the gradual moment to moment lived, built work. It's not very sexy, but it is important to start planting those seeds now because we are definitely in a time of big transition. This month is the time to tend that soil. If you find yourself looking over into your neighbor's yard at their beautiful, luscious apple trees, again, we may have a lot of big feelings about that related to specific things around our own lived experience that may actually be appropriate to bring to a processor. Like if we're always furious when we see someone else with an apple tree, there may be really good reasons for that. We may really want to unpack and look at that. But on a personal sort of self-tending end, we can hold that curiosity. We can hold that intention to unpack and review. And we can also acknowledge your apple tree, it's growing too. It's just, it might not be where that person's apple tree is. That person definitely has a very tiny tree in their garden that they're praying, hoping, fretting over, despairing over maybe. Why isn't it growing? Why? Everyone has it. There's no one who doesn't have that. This month in Aries season, moving into Taurus season, we have the opportunity to shift a little bit energetically from being really hard on ourselves about where we're not at and drawing our attention back to where we are and what we're building. So again, when you find yourself off in another person's orchard, come back to your own soil. There is work to do. There's a lot of energy projected out right now, and I totally get it. Um, We're in a lot of, we're in other people's business constantly, all the time. That's just sort of the way the collective is oriented right now. Again, not saying it's a problem, but who's paying attention to what's in your area if you're off over there, right? It's also a lot of the time when we're sort of looking at that tree, 
over in the other yard, um, it again can call us into a space like I must be doing something wrong because my tree doesn't look like that. And it's not true. You're just on your way. You may have completely different stuff than your neighbor around that area. It may be something that comes so easily for you is the hardest thing that that neighbor's ever had to do. It could be that your lemon, you know, your lemon tree, your lemon blossoms are all they've ever wanted and you can't get rid of them. We're all on our way. Again, Aries is so much about the first leap, the big beginning, cracking open that seed and starting that little sprout, starting its journey up through the earth and out to the sun. And there's a lot of emphasis on the beginning, but because this is a hierophant year, because we're really super hardcore rooted in our hierophant year now, especially that the new Zodiac, you know, um, wheel has begun. Hierophant is fixed earth. This is about long-term building. So what, what would happen if we took all this cardinal fire and used it to slowly, slowly cook something, used it to essentially make a beautiful broth or a beautiful sauce that just got more and more flavorful, more and more rich. It's not typically, we don't think of ourselves like a beautiful, rich broth in a cauldron simmering over beautiful sort of Aries heat, but that's what we are. That's what we are. We don't have to rush. We don't, it, you don't have to be anywhere other than where you are. It's okay to be on your way. You know, it is. And it's important because the work we do in a Hierophant year is not fast. It's not quick work. <laughs> like it just isn't. It's not an accident that in an emperor year, within a year, we had a vaccine for COVID. It's fast. It was like the longest year of our lives. And yet the unfolding where we started in our emperor year in the beginning of 2020 to where we ended was wildly different. I mean, that that's what can happen. But what happens when we root Aries energy into a Taurus year? Much more even. We're going for temperance, for balance, for an equal amount of pleasure and work. So we're being invited in a really potent way to remember that we're, we're humans in progress to remember that we're on a journey that is unfolding over time, that is unfolding in time, that it's okay to, to not be, to not have, to not be nourishing exactly what you want now, but you're building to it, you know? So this is about sort of committing to the path, really being present each day, you know, what is calling my attention in the garden today? Today. How can I keep my eyes on my own work, on my own paper? What am I being asked to contribute today? Just honoring where we are unconditionally, radically, trusting in where we are. You know, the fool 
And Aries energy really is that kind of egg, that seed that sort of bursts forth with new life. And the emperor is sort of where we take this new life and start to solidify it. There's a, there's a kind of a, a fortification that happens when we move from Aries to Taurus, but our little shoots, they've just come up. They're, they're so new. They're so young. They're very tender. There's a lot of kind of tenderness this month around the things that we're nurturing, building, growing. We want to be really tender with them. So, you know, again, we're moving from emperor to hierophant this month. So emperor is an invitation to kind of be in the birthright of us bringing our gifts to the world, you know, and there is something really powerful when we marry this idea of like, yes, burst forth, be yourself, bring those gifts and also honoring that it's a process. It's not immediate. It's not an impulsive thing. It's a process that there, there's sometimes even an initiation rooted in emperor energy. We have to work with our fear potentially about being visible, our stuff about failing, our feelings of doubt and insecurity and worth as it relates to like, who the hell am I to step up and, and speak? And that phrase, you're on your way, is really important as it pertains to the tough parts of emperor work. Emperor work is not soft and simple. It's very intricate. Tower is a really big presence this month, both in our sort of cards for the month ahead and as an Aries card with its Mars ruling. Clearing out the shit that doesn't serve. There's so much... Um, you know, it's probably really useful to, to offer a reminder that we are in a five year. Fives are the contraction cards. Fives are the moments when we dip, when we get invited into story, contraction, um, old stuff. Hierophant too is about old stuff. It's about the marriage, the balancing act between the inherited beliefs that that we may feel like um, we don't even know the difference between them and us, them and our truth beliefs are so hard to disentangle. The difference between the balancing act between those sort of inherited beliefs that are not actually aligned with our truth and the kernel, the seed of truth within us that wants to be birthed forth. It's a pretty intense year. And a lot of it has to do with just simply 2021 is a time for like our stuff with a capital S, like maybe not super visible, but our internal old, really gnarly fears, they're popping up. It's really, really intense right now. It is. So what is it to sort of bring the tower to that idea? It helps when we, when we think about this idea of being on the journey, there are moments on the journey when we're called into realizations, awarenesses that certain things, belief system, ways of considering, judging ourselves, 
um, comparing ourselves to other people, which is impossible, fruitless. We all do it. And yet it's ridiculous. Um, ways that we keep ourselves locked in these old stories. If we can bring the tower to those things, if we can let the tower come in and help clear some of that cobwebby stuff away to light up the places that we're being invited to bring about a new awareness to, the energy is going to be really, really powerful. It will help clear that stuff out. Queen of Wands, huge to be able to work with this energy to get closer to our magic, to get closer to the parts of us that are really aligned with our gifts, our skills, our soul path. Not all of us have the same path. We're not doing things at the same pace as another person is. So again, this is a very interesting month energetically to say the least. It is about leaping into new things. It's definitely about commitment to projects, but it's more about consistency, more about showing up every day, more about noticing the places where you would normally tap out and continuing, not from an exhaustive place, but just from noticing like, well, this is typically my threshold. And then I just sort of crumple or I give up. What would it be like to keep going? You know, we're definitely, we're stretching, we're, we're toning a muscle right now collectively where we're being asked to stay when we would normally leave. And, you know, again, there are moments to leave that are really important and, and good and actually crucial for us. Um, what we're speaking of right now is leaving in a sense of, I can't do it. It's too hard. Um, I'm going to fail. I don't want to fail. The places where we've tapped out because we're afraid we might fail those are the places that we're bringing a lot of attention to. How can we allow Aries energy to be a journey, one that is mature, one that is rooted, one that is fixed in personal responsibility? I cannot overemphasize how much of a time it is right now for planting seeds. It is not a time for visible fruit. It just isn't. It's not a time for, for visible blossoms on those trees. It just isn't. You're building to something. We're in a time where we're building to something. We're not there yet. We're on our way. Where we are right now is very much like deep in the middle of our journey to the next phase of our sort of collective evolution. We're, we're very much on an in an in-process time. And that's really being kind of unfolded within us personally too. How can we really bow to our process while honoring our feelings about it? Because you don't have to like where you are. I totally get it. Um, but when, when there can be an honoring of both, it, it can be quite extraordinary. It can make a lot of space. It can foster a lot of compassion for where we are. And our cards for the month ahead really, really support a lot of this. Um, so our card for the month of April is Three of Wands. If there was ever an in-process-on-your-way card, it's certainly this one. So Three of Wands is exactly this theme. You're on your way to something 
you're in the middle of something, you're not quite there to the next place yet, you're aware that you're in a time of very big transition and change, but you're still in what you're in and yet you're kind of not, and yet you're on your way, but you're sort of not. It's very much a time of honoring of the, of the, um, there's such, um, potential for profound awareness that you are on an ever evolving path in three of wands, um, that you really have finished with something like we're, we're definitely, April is definitely a time where we might be even a little surprised at the stuff that comes up and we're like, Oh my God, I'm like done with that. Or like, Whoa, I'm responding differently to this or Holy smokes. Like this is so different than it was. There's definitely an awareness of growth this month where we can look back and just say, Whoa, like how much I've changed in a year in a month in the last six months, whatever. And if you're kind of like, I haven't changed at all. I mean, I'm again, I'm never here to argue with your experience. And yet I feel like you can't not have and still be on this planet, you know, in these times. And so really just like give yourself a little compassion there, a little, a little, um, you know, root for yourself a little bit if you can. Like you you have, like you have evolved, you've grown. How could you honor that a little bit? Three of Wands also is a really interesting card because just like the theme of this month, it asks us to be really patient with the fact that we're in process with something. So with the wand suit, basically every card in the wands is essentially working with our desire to go, go, go and honoring just the organic pace that something is taking, usually feeling slower than we want it to be. So how can we let this card just light up and infuse our whole month? That every time we catch ourselves in, why am I not here? Why isn't this happening? You're on your way to it. That's what Three of Wands says. You're on your way. Honor what you're in now. There has to be something. If you're still in what you're in and not where you want to be, there's something here that's asking for your attention. It's not necessarily that you haven't done your work or whatever on that all that stuff. That's totally not what I'm saying, but there's something, there's something that is asking for our attention as we clear out the old cycles that don't serve anymore and prepare for the new. Very much about seed planting, very much about acknowledging that we're in a, an intermission in every sense of the word between where we've been and where we're going. And that is the whole month of April. It's so it's not a holding pattern. We're moving, we're grooving for sure, but it's definitely like something we're building to something. So our lesson for the month ahead is justice. So specific to this month, specific to this particular situation, this is not justice on a whole. Um, it's an invitation to be really present with what is and to notice the places where we may be in story about how what is shouldn't be here. 
and that is personal to you. However, that shows up to you. If it's showing up to you, if it's very subtle, if it's very overt, that's for you to explore and unpack. Typically, this is the first step to justice work is acknowledging what is, getting educated about what is, um, moving past sort of our perceptions and like this, the sort of limited information that we may have exposed ourselves to and actually getting immersed in the reality of what's happening. Not just what we think, not just sort of our, our lack of information, but really being courageous enough to look at the whole picture, look at the whole room, so to speak. And we can't really step into action again, that is rooted in, uh, not perfect equity. Obviously there's no such thing, but highest intention of justice, of equity, of alignment and, and good for all, all beings in the best way that we can without first acknowledging what is. So when rooted into this month with what's going on here, we, most of us have huge stories, painful stories about how we should be somewhere different from where we are. And for some of us, those are really deeply rooted stories. They're very painful. So again, I'm not here to argue with them, but we are here to investigate them. We are here to bring about some curiosity. You may not even choose to do this intentionally. It's just going to come up a lot this month where we're going to be faced with a story. Oh my gosh, little invitations. Why isn't it like this? Why isn't this happening? If we can stay rather than bounce off into story or into sort of flinging ourselves into efforts to try to quickly get ourselves out of what we're in. Again, this is about spreading the area's energy out, not thin, but evenly so that we're not utilizing this wonderful cardinal fire to sort of get matches lit that are kind of wet, you know? We're in progress with something. We're on our way to something, individually and collectively. Justice is helping us to sense into what might be important about what's right here with every step that we take toward this sort of next destination. Why is this moment important? That's really the question is why now? Like if we apply justice to three of wands, we may be having a three of wands experience where it's like, oh my God, where is this boat? Get me the hell out of here. Like, you know, like I'm ready to go to this next destination. Like, why isn't it happening? And the more we feel that way, the more justice is going to come in and say, sweetheart, you are meant to be exactly here, right here, right now, because you're here. There may be some beautiful understanding, some beautiful reason that you feel into. It may be that there's no reason. It's just because it's where you are right now. Even being present with the frustration can bring about medicine. So in order to walk into this new time, to build, tend to grow the most aligned sort of abundant garden 
that we can for ourselves and for all, what are we being invited to pay attention to right here, right now, that is crucial for us to look at before we go forward? If we have stuff about our worth, about visibility, we will be kept a little smaller before we get to a space where we can be more expansive and more visible. It's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because we literally need to unpack that (laughs) before some of us, absolutely, before we can get to that next place. We may not even realize it's happening until we're there. So there's all kinds of things. We have all kinds of things to work through before, if we want to welcome a partner in, before we can maybe connect with our aligned partner, at least for the time being, right? There's all kinds of things that we're always learning in life. As my teacher Michelle says, it's often the destination, like the last piece, the connection with the thing you're actually wanting. It's the very last thing that happens because everything that happens to lead you there, it's a really powerful process of undoing and preparing and there's so much. So justice asks us the lesson of this is to come back to it again and again. And again, you can always apply this beautiful balm to the places in you that get super frustrated with that idea of having to wait, of having to unpack. You're on your way. We're all on our way, you know? How we're being called to take action this month, the tower. When we know, we go. The tower is very much about like, boom, all of a sudden you understand. The minute you realize, oh, I've been like in this habit because of X, Y, Z. Oh, I don't need to continue that. Bam. It changes. We move. It's like that fast we realize, oh my God, I totally wasn't seeing this. I'm playing out this pattern. Now that I do, everything moves open. It's really this very interesting, um, we're not taking tower style action. How we're being invited to take action is informed by our tower awakenings that when we have sort of that lightning, that awareness strike, the part of our lives that's meant to kind of crumble down so that we can move into the foundations, move into the areas that weren't necessarily fully rooted and structured and restructure, which sometimes can take like an hour, sometimes takes weeks or months. Um, we can move forward in a way that's so much more robust So it could be that the work you're doing this month, if you've been doing something in a way that feels so hard and it's always felt so hard, it could be that what you're being invited to pay attention to this month can help inspire some awareness that once you move into the later part of this year, all of a sudden you start to do it and you're like, this is like a lot easier than it was. And it's because you've taken the time to create um, these systems to, to unpack uh, like some of what's been going on under the surface. There's something very, very powerful that we're doing right now around internal preparation. Um, again, like tending of the garden. It's very much like a, a really potent time of, of 
tending to taking care, doing things at the root, the seed, the soil level. So when we know, we go. Once we have the awareness, then things will open up. Until then, we're going to hang out, right? How we're being called to surrender, like what and how is that surrender sort of showing up? How we can surrender to the energy of this time as Queen of Cups? Taking space, moving into the activities that feel really nourishing for us, connecting with water, connecting with the parts of us that are really in the liminal as well as in the earthly. Queen of Cups is so much about the both and. Um, to me, they're so connected to the Selkie myth, um, which is half person, half seal, you know, but that's all of us. Like we, we all have these souls that are deeply rooted in our channel and we, and, and all of our souls want to expand. They want to evolve. They want to fly. And we all have nervous systems, brains, egos that are really wanting to be in what is familiar, not really wanting us to do so much flying we're always in a little bit of a dissonance there. And that latter channel, the part of us that sort of wants us to stay rooted, grounded, familiar, that's the part of us that can get so deeply in despair about what we haven't done, where we're not at. The soul knows. The soul can hold the much bigger picture. So the surrender is going to be that, again, we're going to likely want to take some action this month to know what the hell's going on to get to the next part of wherever we are, both individually and collectively. There might be a lot. I, I sense that collectively, like in the events of the month, in the collective, there are going to be some unfoldings that happen where we're really going to expect a certain outcome and we're going to get surprised by something that we totally didn't expect. That's like maybe even a pleasant surprise. That's like, Oh my God, what? This never happens this way. And then there will be some things that will unfortunately, potentially likely occur that will feel a lot less aligned and a lot less of a pleasant surprise. And from there we can take action. Um, but we're going to see quite a bit of that in our personal lives this month as well, where it's, it's really a lot of like waiting, waiting, and then something happens. We might be surprised, but in the waiting, in the moments where we really feel so impatient, so dejected, so bummed out that we're still here, ugh, you know, what can we do? How can we open? Queen of Cups can help because they can invite us into a space of personal tending of deep internal care. They are really comfortable living in the reality, in the day-to-day -day experience of you are on your way, always unfolding, always evolving. So what are we building together? If we're on our way to something we're building, like in the collective garden, in our personal life what are we nourishing right now? What are we building in that garden? And we have three cards for that. Nine of cups, eight of swords, seven of wands. So in nine of cups, nine of cups is so much about like 
a mama, you know, hen laying on their egg. It's very much about like, again, nourishing this, this egg, this potential, this possibility. And again, it's a process. So we don't want to land the egg one day and then like never come back to it because we can't do that. It needs to have consistency, warmth, right? It's a beautiful metaphor for what we're being asked to do with our dreams, with our hopes, with our goals, lay on them like an egg, (laughs) you know, like really, um, nine of cups is about being courageous enough to get our hopes up, which especially for some of us is a tall order. It really is. It's a lot to ask for. It's hope. We're building hope for the possibility of something more expansive than we could have ever dreamed of. But to get there, we have to honor aligned timing. We have to remember that we're being on our journey. We also have to remember that we're kind of on tower time a little bit. So part of getting our hopes up, opening to the possibility of all of these new wonderful things coming in means that we're going to be composting a lot. We're going to be realizing like what's kept us um, from going into that garden, usually because we're afraid to get hurt, we're afraid to fail, we're afraid to um, that no one will like us, we're afraid that it won't work, so we never even try. Nine of Cups is the balm that we put on that wound. It's the it's the gentle warming of the egg day after day until it actually hatches. It's us going to the egg that lives within us, placing our hands on it and saying, sweetheart, it's safe to get your hopes up. Even if what you're wanting, what you're desiring doesn't come to you, doesn't happen in the way you want it to, um, the dreaming of it is still yours. It's still possible, right? And you get to decide, by the way, whether or not that kind of self-talk feels safe and accessible to you. For some of us, it's like, fuck no, I'm not going to say that. Um, you know, it, it really is up to you, but what does feel accessible? What does feel available to you in terms of dreaming, hoping, wishing? Eight of swords. Uh, interesting. What would it be like to collectively build to a place of greater ease in the way that we take action. So there's, there's a lot this month that's very interesting about like ease of action, like not doing things until they're ready to be done. It's a very, I feel like that's a very interesting aspect of this, uh, month. Um, and that's so eight of swords, eight of swords is like the story, like I'm caught, I'm stuck. I got to move. I got to get out of this when truly we're actually free and we can just like walk forward at any time. (laughs) It just doesn't feel that way. So our perception doesn't always match the reality, uh, in this particular case. So we want to kind of bring about a gentle inquiry to that, you know, where, where do we find ourselves on that path, on that journey? And what might we do? What might we open to, to help create a little bit more ease there? 
right? So eight of swords is a transformation space, one that takes us from where we are to the next phase of our lives, um, where we're actually having conversations about what's coming up for us. We're communicating, we're evolving, we're noticing rather than identifying with the places where we feel stuck and we try to jam the gas while, while the brake is like the gas and the brake at the same time. So gently coming back into that centered space where we're able to communicate, like, yes, I'm aware there's a big invitation coming up for me here about how I really need to do this, really need to do that. And yet I know I'm on my way. I know it's already happening. The only thing I need to tend to is what's right here so that I continue to stay present. It's a big um, awakening that can happen in this card. And we are certainly building that together. Seven of wands, aligned action when appropriate, when not appropriate, investigating why and the source of our hypervigilance. For many of us, hypervigilance makes all the sense in the world due to everything from personal trauma to ancestral trauma to, um, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, seven of wands is just about as, as universal and vulnerable and heartbreaking an experience as we could ever expect it to be, which is like, it's very hard to get disarmed once we're sort of, um, locked for the possibility that anything could happen, that anything could be around the corner. Right. And that's all of us in our own particular ways, in different ways. And it's interesting because Seven of Wands also says there are times when we, it is appropriate to step forward and be really clear about what's not okay. So we're holding the both end of that. And that is like, I mean, literally we're building on that in the next several decades. Like, what is it to feel like we can rest? Um, what is it to feel like we can drop that want, drop the armor and pick it up when it's appropriate? It's, it's not something that is, um, like we're learning that together. We're growing toward that together, that consideration, you know, um, very, very potent stuff that we're building together to be sure. What are we untethering from high priestess? So in order to understand why we're untethering from high priestess, we have to look at what we're moving toward, which is page of wands and judgment. So high priestess is a deep, receptive, listening space. It's, it's vessel work. You know, it's about being open to, you know, um, the receptivity, getting really comfortable in silence it's the same kind of vessel work as magician, but magician is meant to channel all that energy out. High priestess collects it all. It's an inward journey, very much so. So that's very, very different. We're not untethering from high priestess like, hey, get out of here, or like there's anything wrong with it, but very different from page of wands and judgment. <laughs> so what we're moving toward is 
aligned action. It's very similar to like, we are on a journey. Page of Wands is the first archetypal figure in the wand suit that actually looks at their wand in the Smith Rider way, that actually makes eye contact with it, that works with it, that considers it, right? That says a lot about what we're doing in this card. Page of Wands says aligned action. Before you take action, check in with the body. How are you feeling? What are you needing? Is this right and perfect time? It's very much about bringing all parts of us with us. Very much about timing. Very much about like, even though you may feel ready, your bags are packed, you're waiting at the airport, that plane may not be there for you right now. And so you have to do your justice work around that. Check in with the body around that. There's a lot of things, right? And then we have judgment that is doing something quite similar to tower, which is just, we're in a big judgment time right now. We're heading toward, I mean, in the United States alone, we're heading toward our Pluto return. Um, Pluto is moving into Aquarius in 2024. It's a, it's a big Pluto time, very top of mind. And in judgment, the blindfold, a blindfold, something we weren't seeing, we weren't fully and completely understanding comes off and we're able to like see it all. We don't have to fear the judgment card. Very often judgment comes up and it's so light and subtle. It happens so gradually that we may not feel the fullness of its impact right away. That's okay. Um, sometimes there, there are very few ripples in the impact of this energy. It's an awakening. It's an understanding. It's finally connecting the dots in some way. And from there, from that really deepened understanding an understanding that we may be, um, dropping into for the first time, um, about it's, it's a very multifaceted look at why do we do the things we do? We really want things to be simple. We want them to be so black and white. All humans do. It's, it's this or it's that, right? And, you know, there's an argument to be made that sometimes it is this or that, <laughs> but a lot of the time with human beings, it's far more complicated, far more complicated than just that. And judgment holds a space for that. It's ruled by Pluto. It honors the excavation, the, the Plutonian, the underworld journey of it, that we have to go all the way in and really feel it to heal it, as the saying goes. So we're moving toward a greater alignment, a greater kinship with the body, with our energy. There's a kind of a trail is a little strong, uh, a word, but there can sometimes be, um, a pushing aside of what the body would prefer, like our aligned timing, because we really want to do something. We want to make sure we don't like skip the opportunity. And sometimes that's exactly the right thing to do, by the way. But most of the time, 
it's born out of this sense of like, well, if I don't take it, it could wind up like going away or I can't take it because, you know, whatever it is. So page of wands is really about like rooting in before we do something, engage with something, tend to something, plant a seed. Why do we really want to, is it something we really truly want to nurture? How can we move forward with all of us? And also what we're moving toward is, is a, an awakening time where we're just starting to open our eyes to so much more about how we may be continuing to engage in cycles that we inherited from our ancestors that do not serve us, that didn't serve them, really unwrapping and unlayering these pieces that can't really come with us where we're going in the larger sense. This is the point of this time. In tending a garden, there's a lot of pulling up of weeds. There's a lot of stuff to unearth before there can be another planting. So those are the energies we're moving toward. And we have to kind of untether from this more lunar Piscean um, space that the high priestess occupies, not because we're we're leaving them behind, but because they're just not quite the anchor that is going to guide us through this part of the journey. They're going to, they're going to head toward the back seat, <laughs> you know, as page of wands and judgment moves up to sort of, you know, the front seats, if you will. So you are on your way. You're on the path. This is true of you personally. This is true of where we are collectively. It's just a time of unfolding. How do we as human beings navigate that? You know, this monthly medicine was very challenging to language because I was like, I don't know, like even talking about this is, is strange. <laughs> you know, It's like, how do we show up and be present in what's here while we're on our way to something, but also to be here in it, you know, and it, it seems simple, but it's, it's, yeah, it was, it was interesting to language, especially during an Aries time which is very much about, again, the initiation as an Aries son, not so much about like the, uh, the, the continuing, the finishing with all due respect, um, calling myself out there, not always the best at that. Um, yeah, really potent month. So, um, lots of resources in here just to, to be really gentle with yourself, to come back to a space of tending when, you find that you're really kind of in a lot of comparison. Um, that has been so present for a lot of us energetically in the collective. There's a lot of like peeking over a shoulder. You can't be in anyone's life but your own. You have no idea why someone is where they are. Truly, you don't. And um, you don't need to worry about it. Like for real, you don't need to worry about it. You just need to do you and take care of your little egg, really, um, so that we can also take care of our community, take care of our neighbors, serve how we're meant to serve, show up boldly, bravely, respectfully. So yeah, I'm looking very much forward to seeing how this month unfolds. We'll be very curious to see how this shows up. Um... Thank you 
again for being here, wild souls. Very, very grateful to be walking through this time on this planet with you. Um, as you know, as you heard in the beginning of this episode, Rewilding the Tarot comes out in a couple of days. Oh my gosh. Recorded the last audio lesson and burst into tears. It's been such an intense journey to birth this course, but wow, is it incredible. You're just really going to be blown away. And again, for anyone who's taken the Tarot for the Wild Soul course previously, you don't need this one. This is for beginners. This is for folks who want the really core and, you know, even beyond the core foundational, um, beautiful pieces. Now, if you took Tarot for the Wild Soul and you really want this kind of fresh foundational, um, container, uh, this course will definitely give you that. There's a lot in it that's way more well-rounded, more robust. It's, it's not the same as Tarot for the Wild Soul, but you don't need it. And for those of you who didn't catch it on my Instagram the other day, Tarot for the Wild Soul course is coming. Um, it's going to start around March 27th this year. And we will have, uh, it's an eight week container. There's live calls. It's, it's like a totally new, um, flow. And I'm so excited. It really had to be that rewilding was born, had to be birthed so that, um, Tarot for the Wild Soul could fly. So we'll have scholarships for that full and partial. Um, there's so much more information that's going to get shared about that soon, but just to tuck that in your back pocket, know that in the beginning of May, we're probably going to start doing those things. So just to keep an eye out on your email, on social, on all that good stuff on the podcast. Um, yeah, just thank you for being here with me, loves. I adore you. I'm so happy to be with you. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful April. And by the way, if you have questions about the wands, send them to me. I'm going to be answering your questions and I'm going to be doing a whole theme on wands this month. And so uh, I'm going to answer some cues at every episode about this totally, um, you know, complex energy. Wands are complex. They really are. I'm excited to dive into them with you. Thank you again for being here, loves. Again, I adore you. And until we connect and meet again, please take care of yourselves. <laughs>